welcome to the Mindset Artistry Podcast. This is Amanda DeWoe, a self-authenticity, prosperity life coach and actor or actress per your reference. And I'm Janelle Kowalski, a career and mindset coach and an actor as well. We are your hosts and we're here to flip your mindset to teach you the artistry of what we learned to keep your mind in check. Over the course of our lives, we've taken on the journey of healing, living, and being authentically ourselves as we successfully build our individual careers. This podcast is designed for you, so you can discover your goals and courageously reach them at your highest potential while being 100,000% yourself. What you'll get from us is real, dirty, and a little, well, more like a lot of quirky. (laughs) Along with empathy, edge, and a safe space that holds hashtag no judgment. If you're ready to build a mindset that is unapologetically you and excel beyond the stars, you're in the right place. We're so excited to have you here. Now, let's dive in. Hashtag just saying. In this episode, we talk about self-compassion, how it relates to oneself, what it means to extend it to others versus ourselves, and three impactful ways to increase self-compassion. Now get ready because we're diving deep into self-compassion. Fantastic. So I am so excited to talk about this topic because I felt like I was lacking this sense of compassion for myself in the past week or two. With all the things that I have going on, all the endeavors that I seek to accomplish and do and the projects that I'm actually involved in right now, I pretty much got overwhelmed and was afraid of making mistakes. Because truth of the matter is with this type of work that I do, I'm in the limelight. I'm putting myself in a vulnerable state where I'm going to be presenting myself just like this. It can be very vulnerable and also fearful of making mistakes because I am trying to do my best as a life coach, as an actor, and as a human being to be here for you in the best capacity that I can. And with that, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And because of that, I lacked compassion and denied myself of embracing the ebbs and flows of life. So... Hence why I wanted to talk about self-compassion, because it really became prevalent and needs to be in the forefront of my mind. We've heard about extending self-compassion or compassion to others, but what about you? What about you? What does self-compassion, when does it become prevalent in your life, in your actions, in your doings every single day, right? Well, let me define what self-compassion is. Self-compassion involves relating to yourself or oneself with care and support during times of suffering. And those times of suffering could be the fears of mistakes that you may be having, low times in your life, emotional lows, physical lows, all these things that can cause any form of suffering, any state that makes you feel less than. And suffering, again, can mean anything. So with that, it's the whole opposite of like the contrast, right? Most of the time we focus on being self-critical, right? We are our own worst enemies. We judge ourselves and blame ourselves for not being good enough or for not coping well enough with life's challenges. And that's actually a problem because if you do that, you're not allowing yourself to embrace the moment as I wasn't recently. You're not also allowing yourself kindness and an open heart to understand that things happen. You're only human. You're not a robot. You're not going to continue to go 24-7 and feel like you're a hundred and thousand percent all the time. It's impossible. 
it's absolutely impossible. So you have to understand the relevance of openness with your heart and extending kindness. And with that comes compassion. So I just want to drop a pop over to Nell. Tell me what your thoughts are on self-compassion. Yeah, when I think of self-compassion, I think of accepting myself entirely, the light and the dark, you know, our shadow self that we don't show the world because we don't want to be judged. And I'm going to continue to work on myself, but I'm not going to be harsh and expect myself to be perfect. I mean, I've definitely been there before in the past. Amazing. It's the blame game. Instead of blaming others, you're blaming yourself for not being enough and not being capable in times of difficulty. Right. So self-compassion involves one's experience of imperfection in the light of a shared human experience. So you have to accept yourself as well as people because we're all the same. We're all struggling. No one is perfect. And if you think that, that is a, a concept that you should throw away in the garbage, seriously, in the garbage disposal, throw it in the dirt and let it get out of your vocabulary because there's no such thing as perfect. Because your perfection or idea of perfection it negates other people's ideas of perfection. What you think is perfect is somebody else's ugly or not so much. doesn't matter. So throw it out. When you accept the imperfections, accept them for who they are, and accept yourself, you're extending compassion. You're extending care. You want to make sure that you're in a sense of worthiness, in a sense of not separating yourself from others because we're all here doing the same thing, living and trying to do our best and being successful and loving and all of that, like acknowledging our needs and our wants and our desires and knowing that you're capable of that. So compassion consists, and we talked about kindness and then self-judgment. So we have this idea of extending kindness and then having that self-judgment mentality. They are constantly competing against each other when it comes to self-compassion. You have to be able to balance that. It's not about judging. It's about evaluating your actions, your behaviors, you know, things that you're going through so that you can acknowledge them and therefore find a solution to help you through them. You're going to dig in deeper. We are the type of people that we want you to not avoid any of this. We don't want you to avoid painful situations. We want you to actually acknowledge them and overcome them. Dive in deeper and to understand why am I acting this way? And is there something that I haven't healed from from the past that's making me feel anxiety or stress? Is it something that someone else said? Is it something that a preconceived notion in my mind that I truly believe that I'm not worthy of something or I can't do it? You have to really be mindful of where your thoughts are from self-kindness to self-judgment and having that critical state of mind versus the evaluation. That these challenges are meant to make you stronger, are meant to have you hone into who you are as a person and your creativity and your life and your skills and your gifts and talents, your life's purpose, your true self. So those challenges should be embraced. And I understand, I am so faulty in the sense of if I come up to a challenge and I feel like I'm not handling it well, I get hard on myself because I'm like, well, I dealt with this already. Why can't I overcome this right now? And it's because I didn't implement proper practices and tools in, to overcome the current situation. And that happens. And mind you, 
Some situations may feel like it's the same, but it's actually different. So what may have worked in the past may not work now. This is why you have to have an open heart and an open mind in order to overcome the current situation and take a step back and going, okay, let's see what this challenge is for what it is as facts. Now there's assumptions, not putting your emotions in it. We're going to take your emotions out for a moment and you're going to evaluate it from a matter of fact. What are the facts versus what are the things that we are putting false thoughts to it? And then from the facts, try to find the solutions. Maybe there's someone else that can help you. Or maybe you have to look at it from a different perspective. So it's really allowing yourself to be open and an open heart and also allowing yourself to soothe. Because in a state of self-compassion, you have this concept. And I'm going to talk about three ways to help you, which are going to be writing a love letter to yourself. You're going to... Practice the yin and yang self-compassion process. And then you're going to work with somebody on a professional basis or have an accountability partner. Sometimes it's very hard to admit that we're not extending ourselves self-compassion, self-love, self-care. It's hard because we have tasks and goals and things that are happening in our lives that we keep going and going and going. But we don't take the time to go and check in with ourselves and going, how are we? How am I doing? What do I need in this particular moment? Why am I panicking or having an attack or feeling a sense of anxiety or stress? And really taking that moment to dig deep and going, okay, do I need a break? Do I need a drink of water? Do I need to eat? Do I need to just take a walk? Do I need to talk to somebody? Do I need to revisit my goals and the reason why I pursued this particular uh, task or goal? So those are some of the things you can do. But, you know, it has been linked that self-compassion links to, when you have a lack of self-compassion, it links to anxiety, depression, stress, because you're in a state of negativity, right? So the greater self-compassion you have, the less depression and anxiety and stress you are susceptible to. Think of that. Because when... What is depression and anxiety and stress? These are low vibrations. These are things that are emitting chemicals in your body to bring it down, to weaken it. It has been proven. So when you are happy, you have a happy atom or molecule in your body, it excretes a dopamine. There you go, dopamine. Dopamine in your body that actually elevates your mood. It elevates it. So if you can link that chemically into your body, that is amazing. That means you have the ability to change it and ignite that within your body. That is a beautiful awareness to have, to know that you can control the outcome. You can shift your negative state of mind into a more positive, which means everything is temporary. Everything. And it will pass. And there was a study that showed that the less, that the people that had more self-compassion are less likely to ruminate on their negative thoughts and emotions or suppress them and compared to those that have less self-compassion. Yes, there have been studies about that. This is very important to your well-being, to your state of mind. So I just want to take a break. Let that ruminate because that was a lot of information, darling. 
Hey, thank you for joining us during this episode. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Amanda Dubois and at Janelle Loves for more amazing content and get involved in the conversation. DM us your feedback, share your thoughts, and don't forget to press that subscribe button now. Now let's jump back into what Janelle has to say about self-compassion. And I want to drop it over to Nell. With all of that, where has self-compassion showed up in your life or not? It will make life a lot easier for you the more compassion you have for yourself. Even yesterday, somebody said to me, I notice you're being a lot more active on social media. Aren't you afraid that people are going to judge you? You know, and that was a good question because I told her, yeah, I have, I've had a very successful career. I've made six figures for many years and people have opinions about that. But guess what? I'm here to tell you that it's possible because until I heard somebody tell me that it was possible, I didn't think it was. So let me be the example for you. So I didn't tell people for a long time so I wouldn't be judged how well I was doing. So then whenever I came out on social media to be a teacher again because I was a teacher before I was an actor and model and be a coach – I didn't share my success with people unless somebody saw me and they're like, oh, can I have coffee with you? Can we talk about that? And I started to think, how is this having compassion for myself? How is this? I'm not valuing myself. And, and, and like, so what if this bothers people? Uh, if I feel like I can help a lot of people not struggle the way I did and I struggled for a long time because of lack of self-compassion and a lack of focusing on what I can control and what was good about me, it caused me to be afraid to be around people or tell people things because I was afraid they would judge me. But it's really about others. It's really about the external. That has nothing to do with having compassion for myself. That is not my problem. That is theirs. If you aren't doing anything to hurt other people and you're just loving yourself and that makes them feel some type of way, I want you to know that's about them because that stopped me from loving myself and paying attention to myself for a long time. So in response to my friend that was like, well, aren't you afraid people judge? I said, you know what? I'm coming at this and Amanda is too. We're here to help you from life experiences. We do not want you to make the same mistakes or go through what we have. And we're here to share. And if you're going to judge that, great. We are glad that we're showing that within you so you can see that something in us, the light in us is illuminating some darkness inside yourself that you need to work on. And so self-compassion is not only important for yourself, but for what you're meant to do in this lifetime, I feel. Because then you're just focusing on you and loving what's great about you and even things that are a little, you know, I'm a little quirky. I'm a little bit of fire, but those are good things. So um, that's what I have to add about all that because it, you, you talk about the dopamine and, and it, yeah, it's true. It's like you can, um, when you're happier and more in love with yourself, it's easier to get through life. <laughs> I love all that you said now. Thank you for sharing that. It, it's true because... Judgment is going to happen with or without you. People will always judge you because like Nell said, when someone's living their truth and living in their light, you're going to illuminate the darkness within them because they're not doing what you're doing. So they're jealous or they're so and in that it becomes judging. Well, why is she like that? Oh my gosh, she's so loud or she's too quirky. It's like, dude, take a seat. I'm quirky and I'm loud because that's who I am. And I love it. That is the point. You're supposed to embrace yourself in totality. Everybody has different experiences. And that's the beautiful thing through this journey. It is acknowledging that you are capable throughout this process. Like Nell said, if no one ever told you that you were, it's possible, we're here to tell you it's absolutely fucking impossible. Absolutely impossible. Because 
you have to have this undeniable belief that it's po- belief that it's possible. So I just want to quickly run through three of the things that I would like to for you to do to help yourself during this process of acknowledging self-compassion. And again, this is in a state where you're dealing with challenges that you may be putting yourself down and saying that, well, why can't I overcome this? It's okay. You may be not in a state of mind where you're able to comprehend the situation or you have too much going on or you, you haven't slowed down. So many things. It could be so many factors. So be kind to yourself through that process. So one of the three ways that I mentioned before is writing yourself a beautiful letter. Write yourself a beautiful letter from your future self, though. I want you to write in the sense from your future self that it already overcame the challenges that you have in your current state. Oh, I, I'm not worthy enough or whatever. I accomplished that job. Girl, you got that job that you were w- wishing for. And be as detailed as possible. Write it from your future self to your current self right now going, listen, you overcame that challenge in the most beautiful way. And it was just by a matter of fact of you choosing to love yourself or embrace the process. You opened yourself up, whatever it is, but write yourself the most loving letter that you came overcame these challenges without and, and being informative, be as formative as possible, being as detailed as possible about the, the current situation that you're trying to overcome and make it where it already happened. Because in reality, it probably is already happening. You just have to reach it. You have to just have to get there. That's a whole spiritual thing. But anyway, right. And, and sometimes you got to be a little harsh on yourself. You go, girl, get up from your, from your ass and get up and do it. Sometimes you got to be a little, a little harsh, but in a loving way. Secondly, it's the yin and yang self-compassion concept, which is considered, you know, we have two parts in ourselves. We have the feminine and the masculine parts of ourselves, and they're constantly competing, and there should always be a balance. So in terms of the yin self-compassion, it's extending and soothing kindness and comforting oneself during those suffering periods of our lives, and understand that we have a common humility between all of us, and we're all involved in the same process. And so being aware of that. And one of the ways you can do that is asking yourself this question in a comforting state of mind. What is one thing that you can do to take care of your emotional needs? Ask yourself that beautiful question. What is the one thing you can do to take care of your emotional needs? Okay, that's from the yin perspective. And from the yang perspective, self-compassion is is known as the fierce self-compassion. It's Yes, it's a self-kindness, but it's taking action. It's protecting yourself. It's standing with others who have experienced the similar disharmony and seeing the truth. So one of the ways of protecting yourself is asking this question. What is one thing you can do to stop others that are hurting you or stop the harm that you are inflicting on yourself? Because we're always inflicting harm on ourselves. It's here. That's one beautiful way. And I'll repeat that again. What is one thing that you can do to stop others that are hurting you or stop the harm that you are inflicting on yourself. You gotta take responsibility for what you're doing for yourself. A lot of times we are our own worst enemies. We are the ones that are causing the most harm because we're fantasizing and imagining things that are actually not there. You gotta sometimes look at things as a matter of fact, especially when it comes to people. I understand that's maybe hard and emotions are beautiful, but there has to be a balance. And again, the last thing would be working with a professional like myself and Nell. You know, we are here and we are going to provide a sacred space for you to explore these types of questions in a safe space so you can be vulnerable enough to dive deeper into those spaces and understand a way to come out of it, right? Working with a professional like ourselves, we, we started, we're we certified. We also have our own experiences that are going to relate to you. 
This is why we love doing this and being a self-coach. I mean self-coach. <laughs> I am a self-coach. Of uh, being a life coach is we are going to use our knowledge. We are going to use our, our mindset to help you overcome these challenges. So again, with the self-compassion, we all have challenges. We all have hiccups. We all have things in our lives that can cause us pain and suffering. But most of the time, we're doing it to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves. And I'm sorry. That may be hard to hear. But you got to take responsibility for your life. you got to take responsibility for getting up every day and choosing kindness and choosing the open heart and choosing love and choosing yourself. It may, it's not selfish to do self-care. It's self-full. And that was the most beautiful thing I ever heard is self-full, not selfish. We're here to tell you that it's possible. you got to take care of yourself. Because the only way to help others is by helping yourself. Here's a beautiful thing about having a coach or a professional in any state. Is they're going to help bring out the capabilities that you already have within you. There's a lot of blocks and behaviors that are blocking and preventing you from seeing that. They're there. I've had it. I still have things that I'm working through. Okay? We all do. But I want you to understand that it will pass. So... I talked about self-love in a previous episode. We talked about values. Those are the things that are going to help you dive in deeper into who you are in order to overcome and stand strong during your journey of life. So I want to pass it to Janelle. Any last thoughts? Any last advice? Yes, I love everything you said there. And you know, I'm a big fan of writing letters, love letters. I write them to people I love on my typewriter. I haven't written one to myself yet for my future self though. So that's a great idea. Um, And yeah, really focusing on having compassion on yourself. Sometimes it's hard because a lot of us can have compassion for other people easier than we can have it for ourselves. I know I'm I'm that type of person. A lot of it has to do with conditioning. I grew up, my father was always very self-deprecating in a humorous way. But don't be hard on yourself because until you learn that's what you need to do, it's very common to just continue in life with your conditioning. But so I would say really, yeah, focusing on being kind to yourself and self-soothing and giving yourself what you need is so important. And the coaches, we have coaches. Amanda and I have coaches. I have an acting coach. I have a life coach. I have a business coach. Um, And I love what you said, that they all can see things, see our blind spots. Or it's really hard when you're in your own head and you're trying to figure something out and then somebody outside you is a mirror and they're just like, what about this? And they ask one powerful question and it just really moves the needle for you. And so... Uh, I know for a long time, maybe her acting coach made sense to me, but I was like, I don't know about other coaches. I don't know if that's something that I really need because I'm very analytical and I would read a lot of books and try to help myself. But just like in art, we have to collaborate to make beauty. And of course, there's great one man shows out there, but some of the most beautiful art uh, involves collaboration, if not directly. Uh, It's collaborating with nature, a painter that is painting nature. They're collaborating with Mother Earth. So really to be able to move forward in life, we all need each other and having a coach is one way to um, have that. And I, I love coaching and it's fascinating because the people I coach, I see my younger self in them. And it's not like I'm doing that on purpose. It's just kind of like when I'm talking about what I've been through, people feel that and they're like, okay, so she can help me because I see she's on the other side. It's a beautiful and... I- 
place to be in in order for us to share our journeys with you. It's a beautiful place that we've overcome that. And we're still overcoming our, our things in our lives. It happens. Every stage in our life, as we elevate, there are going to be new challenges, new experiences, which is why it's so helpful to have coaches on different levels as you are, because they've already been through it. So they can help guide you through that as well. And they're going to bring out the best in you that already lives within you. You just have to really believe it and work and dig through in order to get to it. And I just want to say, you know, be aware of your boundaries with yourself and others. Set those beautiful boundaries. It's okay. Extend that compassion. When you start setting those boundaries, you're allowing space to be yourself and also elevate in a sense of mental state. And you'll have a greater emotional resilience on a psychological and overall well-being. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindset Artistry. We hope you found our stories and tips motivating and helpful. Be sure to follow us here on Spotify for more episodes to help you master the art of your mindset.